Hey, what's up everyone? It's Norm, and I'd like to welcome you back to uh, number 12 of Faith and Beliefs Refuted. Um, I've gotten a little behind on these, so I wanted to just jump in. We're going to have two of them coming out today um, within about an hour of each other, 12 and 13. I almost skipped this one because there's really not a whole lot to it, but I figured if I'm going to do all of them, I might as well do all of them. I said I was going to, so here we go. We're going to jump in. He's just going to talk a little bit about Sunday, what a Sunday looks like at the LDS Church. I don't know that there's a whole lot in here that, I, I mean, full disclosure, it's been an over 20 some years, 25 years since I've been to an LDS service on a Sunday. So things may be changed from what I remember. Not a whole lot in the actual content of what he says that I'm going to disagree with. But some of the things that happen, I, I just want to kind of talk about and discuss a little bit. So without further ado, we're going to let David go ahead and jump in and we'll get going. If you've never been to a worship service of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the first thing you'll notice is that we lead you into a dark room, strap you to a chair, and we brainwash you with bright images of green jello in the Book of Mormon. Or something like that. Room, strap you to a chair, and we brainwash you with bright images of green jello. I don't know why this keeps doing this, but this is the second time I've had a video where it uh, replayed. So, sorry. False. That's totally false. Hopefully nobody stopped before the intro and was like, I knew it. That's not what happened. I hope everybody church. stopped before the intro. In most the of intro. the world, we have church services on okay. Sundays, but no. that can vary depending That's on me. which country you're in. If you live in Jordan, we worship on Fridays. If you're in Israel, it'll be Saturday, according to local customs. Okay, now here's where I have my first question. If... Jesus taught and the, the organized church of Christ was that the Sabbath was Sunday, that they they changed the, the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, and this is what Jesus uh, organized in his church and what was restored by Joseph Smith. Why would you change that in, uh, to go according to other uh, cus local customs in different areas? It, that doesn't make any sense to me. So... I don't know. Just a question. Um, maybe somebody can answer that in the comments. Normally, church services would last for three hours, but a revised schedule was implemented at the beginning of 2019, and now it's only two hours. The first meeting is called Sacrament Meeting. It lasts for one of those two hours. Everyone, men, women, and kiddos, all gather in the chapel area. Everyone wears their Sunday best, but we're not going to throw you out if you don't have a white shirt and tie. <laughs> Anyway, we'll sing a hymn, have a prayer, and then participate in the sacrament. During the sacrament, members each eat a small piece of bread and drink a tiny cup of water, symbolizing the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ in remembrance of his atonement. Okay, so here we're, I mean, this is the Mormon's answer to communion in the Christian church. Um, I can't, I find it very weird that the Mormons use water. And I, I didn't at the time. I don't remember um if I've ever ever received an answer of why water is used instead of wine or which a lot of Christian churches use grape juice because of not wanting to use alcohol in their services and so on and so forth. There are some Christians that will actually teach you that Jesus drank uh, grape juice too and not wine, but that's not true either. Um, so, but I, I, the use of water just seems... Uh, 
blasphemous to me now that I look back on it. Because, I mean, it's nowhere near. Jesus instituted communion with bread and wine. And at least grape juice is the elements of what wine is. To go to water, you're completely removing that uh, half of the... the um, analogies that Christ used referring to himself as the vine and so on. You're removing that from this uh, sacrament, which is the Lord's Supper. So I don't know, that that's just a weird thing. But yeah, the Mormons use water um, instead of grape juice or wine. Toning sacrifice. Visitors are free to participate as well or not, whatever you're comfortable with. We don't kneel during sacrament meeting, nor do we recite pre-written prayers, except when priesthood holders bless the sacrament. We don't have a... And yes, when they do, those prayers have to be done exact. I've, I've talked about this before in, in the prayers that they do for baptism, and it feels almost like witchcraft with the preciseness that has to happen. I, when I got baptized as a, an eight-year-old, I had to be baptized three times because the first time he got the prayer wrong, the second time my foot popped out of the water, and so I wasn't fully immersed, so we had to do it a third time and get it right. Um, the same thing I've watched. I watched a 16-year-old just totally befuddled have to pray this this prayer, O oh God, the Eternal Father, we ask thee in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, and witness unto thee, O oh God, the Eternal Father, that they do so in remembrance of the body of thy Son, which was bro- which was broken for them, or um, something. I, I forget it. It's been a long time. I used to have it memorized. But the fact that he got that wrong, and he had to do it eight times, I kid you not, I watched this guy do it eight times. Pueblo, Colorado, Pueblo Third Ward happened. I bet some people, other people remember. It was a horrible, just, it was an uncomfortable moment to watch this guy get more and more befuddled and have the bishop continue to give him the thumbs down and have to do it again and again and again. Borderline witchcraft. Band playing music. It's usually just a piano or an organ. It's all very mellow. After the sacrament, the congregation listens to a few prepared messages. There's no official pastor that teaches from the pulpit every week. Instead, congregation leadership asks different members of the congregation to... Now, this is an important thing because, again, just a couple weeks ago, they talked about how Jesus organized his church and he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and so on. But yet, Mormons don't have pastors. They don't. They have bishops that they'll say is like a pastor, Romney even claimed to have been a pastor um, when he was on the campaign trail in 2012. Um, And I think maybe even in 16, when he was uh, in the primaries as well, um, he claimed to be a pastor, which I called him out on. I was like, I 19 years in the Mormon church, I never had a pastor and they don't have them. They don't have one person who is who is designated to rightly divide the word of God to present that to the people. They have ordinary members of the church to give these, these talks. Um, personally, now I think to look, I can look back on it and say it's because they have plausible deniability. They can always say, well, these people don't actually represent the true teachings of the church. And so there's no... Like, you know, general conference is the only place where you can get solid, concrete doctrine. This is what the church teaches and so on. And even then, it can be a little bit muddled. So that's that's something that 
they talk about, you know, he talked about a couple of weeks ago having pastors and now they're admitting that they don't. Prepare a message to share the following week or whenever. So in sacrament meeting, you'll hear a few brief spiritual messages from average members. They might talk about faith in Jesus Christ or repentance or the Holy Ghost or great aunt Kathy's rash, who knows? The meeting closes with another hymn and a prayer. You might even recognize some of the hymns. They're not always exclusive to our church. You probably sing some of them in your congregation. For the second hour of church, we attend a rotation of smaller, more specific classes. I want to make a point about some of the hymns that they sing. Granted, yeah, there are some hymns that are typical Christian hymns. I know that my Redeemer lives. I, see, I know that Onward Christian Soldiers is in there. Never sang it in a church service. I know my Redeemer lives is a popular one. Um, but then there are a bunch that are just specifically geared towards the Mormon church. And then there are a few, and I don't know exactly how many, but I know there's more than one that are hymns that are about Joseph Smith. And they, I think it was last week or the week before he mentioned, he said that they don't worship Joseph Smith, but they sing songs to this man in church. Hail to the man who communed with Jehovah. You know, Hail to the man. That sounds like worship to me. It really does. And so that's one of the things that, that you'll find. Um, and then also in sacrament meeting before he moves on, I, think, I I would never tell anybody not to go. I would say go and then come back and ask questions if you're interested. But I would really encourage people to go on the first Sunday of the month, which is their fast and testimony meeting, and uh, and listen to the repetitive things that are said in everybody's, you know, I know that Joseph Smith was a prophet. I know the church is true and da, 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 da. And Jesus is usually an afterthought in most of those. And the one ones that break my heart more than anything is when the parents will go up there with their little five-year-old and whisper their testimony in their ear. I think that is, that is like he talked about before, that is the beginnings of brainwashing. It really is. You know, I teach my daughter a catechism. I teach her the things we believe. I do not tell her what her testimony is. That's something that she's going to have to come up with on her own. And if I ever got down and whispered in my daughter's ear, this is what you believe, this is your testimony, that's, uh, that's just not good. Children will always attend what we call primary, for teenagers and adults, the class you attend depends on the week. One week, men and women will separate and attend different classes. We call the Adult Women's Class Relief Society and the Men's Class Elders Quorum. Teenagers also attend a class, young women with the other young women and the young men with the other young men. The following week, they'll hold Sunday school during the second hour. Again, youth and adults have separate classes, but Sunday school is not separated by gender. Adults will most likely have a variety of Sunday school classes to choose from. If it's your first time attending, you'll probably want to go to the Sunday school class called Gospel Principles, which teaches the basic beliefs of our faith so you don't get lost in the other classes. But if you somehow end up being the only person in the class and you feel weird, you can go to whichever class you want. Okay, so he kind of laid out this stuff, but here's something that we need to make clear. If this was what Jesus instituted as his church, why do we not see any of this in the Bible? We see where it talks about one will have a hymn and one will give a, a, a tongue and interpretation and so on. 
But nowhere do we see any of this about separating into this class and that class and whatever. None of this is, is biblical. And so, and I'm not saying that it's wrong because, I mean, there are plenty of Christian churches that have Sunday schools and so on. And again, that's not, we don't see that in the Bible. It doesn't mean we can't do it. But again, these are people who are claiming that all, everything they do is restored exactly as Jesus did it. But yet we have no evidence of Jesus doing anything like this. If they were to say, well, we just, you know, this is how we want to do it, that would be fine. But the claim that this is all restored to the way Jesus instituted it, 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 it elevates that to a level of then now you have to prove it. If that schedule sounds complicated, don't freak out. Here's a super simple graphic the church released for the new two-hour meeting schedule. And if you get lost, don't hesitate to ask questions. Ask the members there, or if you can find a couple of missionaries in the congregation. Sorry. They're going to be a great resource for you. Yes, so make ask sure questions. To introduce yourself. That's a ask brief overview of what a Latter-day Saint church service looks like. But if you're really interested in what it looks like, go check it out for yourself. If you're going to be surprised by anything, it'll be by just how normal we are there. If you're wondering where a Latter-day Saint church building is or when meeting. So there we go. Um, that's what a Sunday is like at a Mormon church. Um, again, I can't argue any of that. I mean, that's what they do. But there are some issues with the way that they do it. And again, I would say, if you want to go, go. Um, you know, I know there, there are some missionaries here in Ogden um, who have come and who have gone to the fast and testimony meetings and actually got up to bear their testimony that they know that the LDS church is false. Um, I wish I could have been there for some of those. But um, go, check these things out. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying be afraid of it. But ask questions. Look into it and look to see what is true and what isn't and why they do the things they do. And, and really do ask these questions and see what kind of answers you get. And then maybe come back and leave them in the comments. But so thanks for watching. I hope this was helpful. Again, uh, we're going to be dropping number 13 here pretty quickly after this. And then we'll be up to date and caught up. And then I've got a couple of uh, um, other videos that I'm going to be dropping in the next day as well for uh, persecuted church stuff. So thanks for watching. Remember, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.